What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the 58 West King Podcast. I'm your host for today's episode, Matthew Graham, a.k.a. Once Upon a Time. I'll be talking to Josh Callis, a.k.a. Dak That Pass Up, about the NFC West draft, the NFC East draft, and also breaking down Josh's biggest character flaw, the fact that he's a Cowboys fan. It's all coming up on episode 22. Hope you enjoy. Welcome, Josh. How you doing today? Good. How you doing? Doing good, man. This is episode 22 of the 58 West King Podcast. Good to have you with me. Uh, today, we're going to talk about a few different things. Most importantly, we're going to talk about the NFC East draft as well as the NFC West draft uh, and any you know big impact players those draft people will have on the fantasy football season upcoming. Uh, so let's go and get into it, man. So let's do our first segment, which is manager on manager. Uh, so I got a question for you. So my question for you is now that you're an engaged man, uh, are you feeling jittery? Have you figured out where you're going to pick out your dress? How's that whole process going? Um, it's good. It's definitely a little bit nervous um, just because I never thought I would be getting married, I guess. Um, we're actually going to go look at a venue on Sunday, so that's exciting. Well, congratulations, man. I want to make sure everyone in the league knew. And you said yes, so those are all questions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, question for me? Um, when? Okay, so who is your best friend and when did you realize it was me? Uh, my best friend is you. And I realized it after I stopped having you as my number one in it. So those, <laughs> you went from number one on my hit list to best man at my wedding, man. So good for you. Cheers to that. That's fair. For those of us that don't know us that well, me and Josh had a crush on the same girl in college. Well, I was in college. She was in community college, but she, she likes him. <laughs> oh, thanks. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. It was, it was a low blow. I didn't even finish. So it doesn't matter. Um, uh, she liked him. Anyway, she didn't like me. She liked him. So he won that battle as well as many one-on-one basketball games. Um, so I spent most of me first knowing Josh as us, you know, not only not being friends, but I did not like him. And then he <laughs> became best friends. And then he was the best man of my wedding. So if it's, if it helps, that's a running theme with people that I am friends with. Fair enough. Okay. All right. So um, let's, uh, let's talk about uh, some important dates in the upcoming season. Um, so NFL training camp, which I don't know if it will actually start, but if it's official start date. Do you know it's official start? Um, I don't think they have an official start date. I know many camps are supposed to start in May, but I mean that's they're supposed happening. to start in May, um, but that's probably not going to happen. They're hoping everything's going to start up by July, but again, even that's kind of in the wind. Um, so as that gets updated, we'll update everyone else and we'll, we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, another thing we want to talk about, so all the people in our league should know and should be participating in the uh, 58 West King Dynasty League um, that uh, we've entered. So it's a 64-team March Madness-style draft, 16-team um, leagues in draft, snake draft, and there's, you know, like 18 hours before picks. We've all been kind of voting. I just want to update everyone on where we're sitting. Uh, our first pick, which was round one, pick two, we took Saquon Barkley. Uh, and then coming around in the second round, pick 15, we took Cortland Sutton. Round three, pick two, we picked Travis Kelsey. Round four, pick 15, we took Robert Woods. And then round five, pick two, we took Raheem Moster. Uh, so what are your thoughts on the team thus far? Um, I think it's solid. I think Robert Woods is a – I had him last year, and even though I didn't make a lot of noise, like he was very just consistent, like game in and game out. He was getting you a, getting you points. Yeah, I, I, I like that we have a kind of a good mixture of a little bit of veteran presence as well as some youth. Uh, we're very young at running back, which I think is good, especially with how running backs are used. 
uh, and Nick Cortland Sutton. And then you got Travis Kelsey, which in my opinion still is the number one tight end in the league. I mean, him or Kittle, it's kind of a crapshoot. I feel like in a 16-team league, though, we're, we're set up pretty strong. Yeah. Uh, that's where we're at now. Um, you know, we'll have more picks to come. Check your Facebook page so we can – you guys can all vote on that, and we can make sure that we get the best team possible. All right, right now we're going to take a break for station identification. When we return, we'll go over our NFC West and NFC East drafts. All right, and we're back. Welcome back. So now let's go over the draft results. Uh, let's start with the NFC West. So the first team we're going to go over, uh, we're going to go alphabetical order here. We'll break it down. Arizona Cardinals uh, had the eighth overall pick, uh, and they took Isaiah Simmons, outside linebacker out of Clemson. What do you think of that pick? Um, I thought it was good. He fell a little bit. And, like, putting him as an outside linebacker is kind of limiting him. He is one of those dudes that you just kind of play all over the field. And part of why he fell is I think defensive coordinators just don't know what to do with him. He can cover tight ends. He can play safety. He can cover the slot. He can rush the passer. Like, he's, I mean, a do-everything defensive player. And if the right coordinator gets a plan for him, like, he can be it. He can be a monster. Uh, their next their next few picks, they went Josh Jones, offensive tackle, Leaky Fotu, defensive tackle, Rashid Lawrence, defensive tackle, Evan Weaver, inside linebacker. And then in the seventh round, they took Eno Benjamin at Arizona State, running back. Uh, just quick note on their draft. Definitely looks like they went after, you know, obviously the defensive positions, went strong on the defense, tried to improve that defense, and then a little bit of line help. Um, to help out with, uh, you know, protecting um, their quarterback, Murray. So uh, what you think – overall, what you think of the Arizona Cardinals draft? I thought it was good. I thought they got guys that – Josh Jones could have been a first-rounder and no one would have blinked. Um, Leaky Foe, too, fell into the fourth. And, he, I mean, he's that uh, kind of a run-plugging defensive tackle. I think they um, did a really good job of just letting the board fall to them, especially with Simmons. I'm telling you, like, I was uh, relieved when the Giants didn't take him. I'll say that. Overall, though, obviously they had a good offseason when it came to getting DeAndre Hopkins to bolster them. Yeah, so they didn't really need to do much on offense. Like, helping the line was big, but, I mean, they have uh, – getting DeAndre Hopkins for peanuts was probably the best move in the offseason. I, I have a sneaking suspicion that the NFC West, given the teams in that division, could be one of the most one – be one of the highly contested divisions in the league. Um, I could see three teams coming out of that division for playoff time, so we'll see what happens there. Um, yep. over to the, moving over to the Rams. So Rams uh, did not have a pick in the first round, um, thanks to the great decisions that they made last year that really worked out for them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they picked 20th, and they took Cam Akers, Cam Akers running back out of Florida State. Uh, do you see him as a direct replacement of Todd Gurley, or do you think he's going to be sitting for a little while behind um, some of their other players before he gets some playing time? They took him with the 20th pick. Yeah, so, I mean, he went before J.K. Dobbins. So he went before J.K. Dobbins, who, I mean, living in Ohio and watching Dobbins every Saturday, that kid's going to be great. Um, we won't, I mean, that'll be it for a different podcast, but I think J.K. Dobbins is a steal. And, I mean, to be honest, I don't know what the, Ram, the Rams are doing. It feels like they went all in and it didn't work out immediately, so they're just cutting bait. I mean, Akers can be fine. Like, I just I think there were better running backs on the board. Yeah, I kind of agree with you. Um, if you look, they had another second-round pick. Five picks later, they took Van Jefferson out of Florida wide receiver. Then they went out uh, outside linebacker out of Alabama, Terrell Lewis, Terrell Burgess, Utah safety next. Bryson Hopkins, tight end out of Purdue after that. Then they went safety, inside linebacker, place kicker, and offensive guard uh, with Tremaine Antrim. So they had a lot of picks, none in the first round, obviously. Um, they filled a lot of what, you know, you would consider their needs, although I don't know that they picked some of the players that would have been best in those opportunities. 
if you're not going to make good picks, you should at least make a lot of picks. That, yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. All right, so we're going to move on to San Francisco. We'll go right up, right north. Uh, so they didn't have very many picks at all. Uh, they had one, two, three, four, five total picks in the draft. Um, two of them, though, were in the first round. So they had the 14th overall pick and the 25th overall pick. First overall pick, they took uh, Javon Kinlaw, defensive tackle out of South Carolina. Then they went uh, – what do you think of that pick, first of all? We'll start with that. I liked it. So, first of all, they had the 13th pick. They traded down one spot so the Bucks can trade up and take a tackle and they picked up like a fifth rounder for it. They did the same thing when uh, they traded down so the Bears could pick Trubisky. And whether those picks that they pick up work out or not, I do think it's very smart by John Lynch just to pick up extra guys to not take dudes he wasn't going to take anyway and still get his guy. Yeah, I mean, the Patriots organization do year in after year and work out for him. Yeah, well, and Kinlaw, like I think he'll fit. His problem is, I mean, the dude's a stud. But he's not consistent. And I think he went to a good organization, though. Um, a lot of professionals, they already have good defensive line and stuff like that. I don't learn from them. I think he's good. that's a good pick for them. Uh, after that, they went wide receiver, offensive tackle, tight end, wide receiver. They went offense the rest of the way. Interesting to me that they didn't really address any other defensive positions, safety, cornerback, linebacker. I mean, uh, you know, they were in the Super Bowl, obviously, but they definitely struggled in coverage. So... Theoretically, that would have been something I would have addressed. But again, I'm not, you know, running team. So, what are your thoughts on their draft? I liked it though. Um, so, Brandon Ayuk, um, the receiver they took at the end of the first round. I mean, I don't know if you believe Shanahan, but the next day he said that he was their top receiver. And it's funny that every coach and every draft always gets their top player on the board. Always, man. Always. No one's With ever just Shanahan. I mean, it's going to sound funny, but like Shanahan knows his offense better than I think any coach knows their own offense. And if he thinks he got he has a player, I tend to trust him. Um, obviously, with them trading uh, Marquise Goodwin, like they could use another receiver to put with Debo and uh, the other guys there. Um, overall, I thought it was solid. The kid Juwan Jennings at the end, on doing the research, he broke like a crazy number of tackles for a wide receiver, like at a running back level. And there's like all these advanced stats that show that could be a steal down the road. Um, I just trust Shanahan with any offensive player. If he thinks he's, they, they can play, I tend to believe him. Yeah, I agree with you. Shanahan definitely has that swag about him that, you know, if he, if he says something, we, we believe in him. We trust him when he makes bet. Oh, yeah. All right, moving on to the last team that we're going to go over in the NFC West with the Seattle Seahawks. All right, so first pick, they took Jordan Brooks, outside linebacker at Texas Tech. Uh, thoughts on that first-round draft pick? Um, the Seahawks did what the Seahawks do, and that's overdraft a guy in the first round. Um, Rashad Penny, anybody? Um, <laughs> like, he, he's, he was the sixth-rate outside linebacker. He could have been there later. Like, that's a guy they could have traded down picked up some extra picks or just straight up taken in the second round, he probably would have been there. All right, moving on. The second round, they took a defensive end, Darrell Taylor. Then they went offensive guard, tight end, running back, defensive end, wide receiver. And they ended with tight end at Steven Sullivan. Um, they took two tight ends. Uh, obviously, they're going to add to that, you know, mix of tight ends that they already had to try to see if a guy emerges. Uh, overall, what did you feel about their draft? Um, eh. I mean, it's hard because they're, they're an organization that tends to get the most out of players that, you know, experts or the general public tend to not like. So you got to kind of give them the benefit of the doubt. But it did seem like they just reached on a lot of guys. And it kind of weird that they drafted two tight ends. They just brought in Greg Olson. They have Luke Wilson there. Like, I don't know. 
Yeah, it's. I mean, unless they're going to run two tight end sets all the time, but which uh, they might have to. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, they're taking that Super Bowl loss really hard. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we're going to move now from the NFC West to the NFC East. Uh, first, yes. that is the New York Super Giants. Uh, Giants had quite a few picks this year. First pick, fourth overall, they took Andrew Thomas out of Georgia, offensive tackle. Thoughts on that pick? Um, it was smart. I mean, protect your uh, franchise. I say in quotes, quarterback, um, protect your running back. They needed help there. Um, they were a team thought that uh, were kind of mocked to get Simmons, but I think getting offensive line was pretty smart there. Yeah, I think they, yeah, you need to do whatever you can to protect, protect Daniel Jones B, and I think more importantly, try to you know give Saquon Barkley some room to get out of the backfield. Um, look at the rest of their draft. They took a safety, Xavier McKinney, out of Alabama in the second round, which a lot of people – I, from what I was listening to and reading, people had him a little higher. So it was oh, yeah. a good pick there in the second round. Yeah, he was good. Um, I mean, the safeties in general f- fell in the draft. And I don't know if that was just based on need and the depth at the position. So got, teams were willing to wait. But he's a dude that can really match up all over the field. He played, you know, he played in the slot, cover tight ends, cover receivers. Like, I was kind of bummed when they picked him because he's really, really good. All right. Then they went offensive tackle, cornerback, offensive guard, outside linebacker, outside linebacker, inside linebacker, cornerback, inside linebacker. <laughs> uh, they went after a lot of linebackers to hope. I'm, I'm guessing they're just going to throw a lot of the stuff up on the board, hope a couple of the guys stick and can slate in for them as starters week one. But we'll see how that goes for them. Yeah. The one thing I would really – that I will say that they did that I don't think enough teams do, they have a need on all the, the offensive line. So they threw – I'm counting one, two. They threw three picks at it. Um, a first, a third, and a fifth. And I think that's just smart. If you don't have a good offensive line, throw picks at it, see what you get. If the guys work out, I mean, obviously it's great. If not, like getting, you know, I, I don't think enough teams are double dip on tackle and things like that. All right, we'll move to the Washington Redskins. Um, <laughs> their first overall pick was, their first pick in the first round was the second overall pick. They took Chase Young, um, defensive end of Ohio State. Obviously, dude's a stud. I mean, you're not going to hear anything from us more than you've heard from every single person on every sports outlet. <laughs> yeah, I like it's, he's good. Uh, other than the guys that come in, star week one, and get double and triple teamed by tight ends and offensive linemen. But it was, I mean, he was the most talented person in the draft. So they, they got good pick for them. Um, after that, they went wide receiver, offensive tackle, wide receiver, uh, center, outside linebacker, safety, and defensive end. Um, your thoughts on the Redskins after Chase Young? Um, Antonio Gibson's interesting. He played running back and wide receiver there outside of the kid they got from OSG last year. Obviously, they used some help. Um, Sadiq Charles from LSU was a tackle I know that a lot of teams liked. Um, it's kind of a developmental thing, and they just traded Trent Williams, so that's kind of the replacement there. Um, other than that, um, not a lot that stands out. Keith Ismail could be a depth piece at center, but Everything else looks like special teams. All right. So now we'll move on to the Philadelphia Eagles Super Bowl 52 champion. Yes. Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, first pick in the first – their first pick in the first round was the 21st pick. They took Jalen Rieger at a TCU wide receiver. Um, your thoughts on the pick? Um, they took the ninth ranked wide receiver. Um, they took him as the fourth wide receiver off the board. Um, no, actually, he was a guy that um, – a lot of teams were coming around. He's only five legs, so he's thick, so you feel like he could be durable. 
his big problem in college, he wasn't super productive, but a lot of that can be the quarterback play. It's not like TC was tearing it up. You know, you could argue maybe Justin Jefferson, but I think what the Eagles wanted to do, and you'll see the theme the rest in the rest of the receivers they took, they wanted to get faster. They, I think that was a problem they, they struggled with last year, and Rieger is definitely a fast receiver who has – he does have a little bit of a ability to um, – to do some things other than just streaks and stuff like that. Like, I think he could be a pretty, pretty decent pick in their offense. Yeah, I've uh, I've watched quite a few Eagles games um, over the last, you know, you know 22 years, uh, specifically last year. And, and I can't tell you, if I had a dollar for every time the Carson Wentz pass fell three to five yards past the wide receiver, um, and not really Carson the guys just not running hard enough for getting to the ball where they needed to get to, I would have enough money to not have to be working right now. Um, so <laughs> it was, it was, it was in, you know, it was exciting to see the team go after some speed. And then from a fantasy perspective, throwing some speed receivers with Carson Wentz, Deshaun Jackson was healthy two games last year. That worked out pretty well when he was healthy. And then you even looking back to, you know, his rookie year when we had some speed, uh, Carson Wentz can, can hit speed receivers in stride. So I think it'll be good for them from a fantasy perspective. Um, we will talk about their second, uh, second round pick in Jalen Hurts. Uh, I think you may have some thoughts on this pick. So why don't you go ahead and uh, voice them? I'm bullish on Jalen Hurts being, I think that's the right word. I think he could be a good quarterback. I don't know if it'll be for the Eagles. The talent's there. He's a second rounder for sure. My problem is the different things that have come out since he's been drafted. Clearly the logic is there because Carson Wentz hasn't finished a season in three years. The last three seasons he's ended up injured. Um, so clearly that's a problem. If anyone knows the value of a backup quarterback, it's the Eagles. They obviously won a Super Bowl with one. Uh, my problem is spending a second rounder on a guy like that when you sign Carson Wentz 10 months ago to a huge contract. My thought would have been to get one of the other receivers, get some other defensive help. Um, there, I thought there were other needs that they had. And also I have an issue with the things that have been said since the draft. So there – you, you kind of fear the split. So originally they're saying this is not a – doesn't have to do with Carson Wentz. The whole, like, the Eagles don't call it the backup quarterback. They call it their second quarterback, which is cute. They have this goal of having a top-10 quarterback as their second quarterback and blah, blah, blah. But then you hear them say that they wanted to use Jalen Hurts in different ways, and you hear a lot of Taysom Hill comparisons. Um, Jalen Hurts is not playing wide receiver. He's not going to cover kicks. He's not Taysom Hill. And you don't take that guy in the second round. You take that guy in the fifth round. That said, I mean, the talent is there. And I think he could be good. I just don't think it was a prudent decision by them instead of getting some help for their – I mean, they took some wide receivers later, which they could have almost done what the Broncos did and just doubled up on wide receiver. Um, Denzel Mims, who the uh, Jets took, is – one of the favorite receivers of a lot of draft guys, big dude, six, three can do all the thing that do all the things that six, three receivers can do. Probably could have used some help there. Um, it's not a problem with the player. Again, he's talented. I just don't, I don't see the fit. And then they're talking about playing them both on the same field at the same time. And if I'm Carson Wentz, that just doesn't give me a ton of confidence from the organization. That's all. Yeah. And then I, I think that they got some, 
some uh, pressure released uh, released off them once they got you know they traded for Goodwin. Obviously, we talked about a little bit earlier. Um, getting him in a trade helped relieve some of the pressure on why they didn't take another wide receiver. Yeah, that's fair. But again, I, I hear you. I'm an Eagles fan, so I'm gonna tr- I'm, I'm I'm a glasses half full kind of guy. So I'm excited to see what they do. But I do absolutely see all the warning signs <laughs> of us drafting a quarterback in the second round. I just Carson Wentz to make a deal. There are some questions like he didn't tear it up at Alabama. His replacement did. Um, he went to Oklahoma, who's had. I don't think it's a Texas Tech situation or something like that. I think you have to be able to play to play at Oklahoma, and so he's definitely got some skill. We'll see. I just, I just didn't like the fit there. I thought you could have done some other things. The rest of the draft gets better though. Yeah, so then they went um, Davion Taylor, outside linebacker, Kevon Wallace, safety, who we've talked about is good, Jack Driscoll, offensive guard, and then they got another speedy guy, John Hightower from Boise State, wide receiver. Uh, Then they went inside linebacker, wide receiver, offensive tackle, and then they took a defensive end in the seventh round. Um, Yeah, very after that point, very Eagles-esque draft, taking some speed guys and then taking a shot on some offensive guard, um, especially an offensive guard whose name is Prince Tiga, want to go want to go <laughs> yeah. um that's just an eagles move all day and then casey two hills so o- overall I'll, I'll say my thoughts on the on the draft since i'm an eagles fan um i liked it i thought it was uh i'm just excited to see some speed on the field you know after watching the last couple seasons alshon jeffrey and as much as i like her it's just a lot of kind of lumbering guys and it hasn't been that speed factor that you'd like to see okay that is all of the nfc east teams that we will be to <laughs> yeah i guess <laughs> I'm just kidding. We're going to talk about your Dallas Cowboys. So their first overall pick, obviously, they took 17th overall. They took C.D. Lamb, Oklahoma, um, wide receiver. So, yeah, boys. Yeah, you're excited about that. Yeah, so how do you feel about that pick? Um, so it wasn't a neat pick. Um, Cooper and Gallup, Michael Gallup's not getting enough love since the C.D. Lamb pick. Um, they were both 1,000-yard receivers. Um, both uh, Gallup broke out. Cooper um, actually was – down a little bit I think from the year before maybe not total numbers but just not as consistent but he still had a really good year but the exciting thing as a Cowboy fan and Tony if you're listening uh we will welcome you back you'll have to pay a fee but you can come back um is that it showed a change of philosophy with not reaching for picks like we did in the past with like Taco Carlton uh Charlton however you want to say it um he was the sixth player on their board, the number one receiver, um, number one receiver on a lot of boards. I don't think there's a single board that had him lower than number 10 overall. So to get a talent like that, a guy that can, I mean, he is coming out of college. He's arguably more talented than even Cooper was, even though Cooper went higher. Um, he can do a little bit of everything. He's a good route runner. He can definitely, his catch radius is insane. Um, it really helps. I mean, it might hurt Gallup and Cooper's fantasy chances, but it helps Dak a lot and it helps uh, Zeke a lot. With the three of those guys on the field, they're not going to be able to stack the box. So, so they took a skill position player in round one. After that, they went cornerback, defensive tackle, cornerback, center, defensive end, took a lot of support positions. Um, how do you feel about, you know, those, you know, that overall group? Javon Diggs, Neville Gellimore, Reggie Robinson. So they did a really good job of letting the board kind of fall to them. Um, Trayvon Diggs is a guy that they would have taken in the first round. It would have been a reach there, but he's a tall corner. used to play receiver. The big thing Dallas is doing with their corners, um, after letting Byron Jones sign with the Dolphins, is they're, they're trying to find guys that can make plays on the ball. 
Trayvon Diggs is one of the best, if not the best, in the draft as far as taking the ball away and be, you know, being able to create turnovers. Um, Reggie Robinson is a guy that improved every year at Tulsa. Um, he's one of the best athletes in the draft as far as uh, all that goes. Um, probably not as refined. He's a guy that you're probably not looking to count on next year, but in 2021, he can be a starter, especially we have uh, Jordan Lewis and uh, Chidobe are both free agents then. Um, Neville Gallimore is a guy they had actually rated really close to Diggs, but Diggs is, we needed a CB. Um, he is a disruptive defensive tackle. Doesn't, his biggest knock is that he doesn't finish a lot of plays. His biggest, uh, um, he has a huge motor, you know, his motor's nonstop, but uh, he doesn't finish. But if he can just create disruption, that'll be good. Um, and then one of the sneaky ones was taking uh, Tyler, I think it's pronounced Beatus, at uh, center. Travis Frederick retired. Um, this kid admired him, went to Wisconsin, based his game off him. Was one of the top centers in the three years. He won the Remington Award one year. Fell because of injury a little bit. He doesn't have the ceiling of a Frederick, but he's a guy who can come in and plug and play and just keep that offensive line strong. Yeah, so obviously overall, getting C.D. Lamb, they had a good draft. Um, most importantly, in the seventh round, you took uh, your quarterback after they failed to sign Dak, which is Ben DiNucci out of James Madison. <laughs> that was strictly a developmental quarterback. You do Mike McCarthy actually loves this kid. Um, part of when he was having his uh, little I forgot what they called it, but, you know, he had like the 33rd NFL team or whatever at his house. He was one of the guys that they found tape on and he just loved. And we'll see. He develops in a backup. That'd be great. If not, it was a seventh rounder. We didn't take him in the second and are going to plan to play him at running back or anything. So. All right. So that, that uh, wraps up NFC East and that wraps up our draft coverage for today. So uh, miscellaneous topics. So I have a question for you. Um, it's two parter. If you were stuck in a ground Groundhog Day style situation where you had to relive the day over and over and over. <laughs> which day would be your first choice and which day would be your last choice to relive over and over again? Mm, that's super interesting. Um, the easy one on to say the first choice would be to the day I proposed to Brittany. Um, but my actual choice is there was day that I – this was before I realized how I felt about her. I was kind of a jerk. I canceled a date with her. And if I can live that over, I would redo it to where I didn't cancel a date and would go on that date day after day after day. Because I feel like that's where I made a mistake, you know? Um, it worked out. But, like, um, the last day I would want to relive is probably the day I totaled my truck off the 10 freeway behind Boondocks. That kind of oh, stuff. Yeah. yeah, that was bad. I'm um, sure that, I mean, yeah, I guess it would just be those two. All right. Well, thanks for your time. I appreciate you uh, jumping on and helping me break down the NFC East and West drafts. Yeah, I hope it was as uh, smooth for me as it was for you. <laughs> All right, man. No glove, no love. I will talk to you. <laughs> Have a good one. You too, buddy. All right. Bye. Bye.